Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And Luann, I just finished um, grading projects that I had my students do in my uh, creativity class. And this was the first time I've ever given them this assignment, and I will probably do it every semester now. Here's what I had them do. Um, This is a course on creativity, and of course, creativity inherently involves some degree of risk, right? You know, you if you're gonna if you're gonna share whatever it is that you create with the world with anyone, that feels risky. So, like I know you often are um, do drawings at the end of the day. Little you call them your doodles, but they're they're pretty and they're they're full fledged drawings, and then you post them on Facebook. And I'm sure when you started posting those, it felt a little little scary did it absolutely and it still does because you risk somebody not liking it but the reason I do it is just kind of like my little bit of sharing who I am inside and so that's why I'm just like okay I'm just gonna I'm gonna share this because I think a lot of people don't slow down long enough to be creative and do things and I wish I would have done it sooner in my life so I'm trying to encourage other people to find that creative outlet and do it nice perfect okay well that's what I wanted my students to to um, face was that sort of that fear of rejection Um, because I want to kind of desensitize them to that, right? So that they will be able to share their their stuff, whether their ideas or their um, creations with the world. So here's what I did for this assignment. Um, I called it 10 Days of Trying. What it actually is is 10 Days of Rejection, but I figured nobody would want to sign on for that project. <laughs> so so I, uh, I, I, I chose to call it 10 Days of Trying. And I told them what they had to do was come up with 10 things that they were going to do in an interaction with someone else. It couldn't be anything you did alone. You had to interact with another person. um, And they had to try to do something that they were pretty sure they would fail at. They were pretty sure the other person would say no to or are you crazy (laughs) to. Um, And they had to film themselves doing this. So, you know, each day they had to find someone new, ask them, you know, something crazy, outlandish, risk them saying no, tolerate them saying no, you know, and and learning whatever lessons they could learn from that. So um, some of the things that they did, several of them uh, asked a stranger for a large sum of money, um, you know, hey, can I borrow $100 to a complete random stranger, you know, at the mall or whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, no one, uh, none of them got the hundred dollars, <laughs> but also none of them, you know, got beaten up or killed or you know harshly rejected. Mostly, people were like, uh, "No, what do you need a hundred dollars for?" <laughs> you know, they, it led to a conversation. Um, one of them at, didn't ask for a hundred dollars. One of them went to Starbucks, placed their order. Then when the barista, you know, said that'll be, you know, $3.49 or whatever, he turned to the person in line behind them and said, hey, could you cover my coffee for me today? 
<laughs> and the young lady behind him said, sure. And she started pulling out her debit card. She did not hesitate. Then he didn't know what to do about that because he was prepared to be told no. And she said, yes. And then he tried to backpedal. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. You don't have to buy my coffee. I'll get it. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I can get it for you. It's like they had this whole like Aww. mini exchange about that. So um, another thing they had to do, uh, they, uh, well, several of them did this um, or variations of this like um, ask at a restaurant for something that's really really odd like um, one of them asked for a burger refill not a drink <laughs> refill could I have a drink refill they asked for a burger refill <laughs> oh I think our producer will love that one Jay may go in and ask for a refill on his uh barbecue joes yeah 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 so a burger refill um other variations on that one of my students went through the drive-thru at taco bell and ordered two soft tacos and then said but could you hold the meat please and there was a pause and then the the worker said okay so two meatless soft tacos (laughs) and he said yes um and also no lettuce and he's like, okay. And you see it pop up on the screen, no lettuce. And he said, and no cheese. And the guy <laughs> said, okay, two soft tacos, no meat, no lettuce, no cheese. Is that correct? And he said, yes. He's like, okay, that'll be three twenty-nine. He gets up to the thing. He pays for it. He gets the bag. He pulls forward and he opens it up. It's just two tortillas. <laughs> There's nothing at all in there. Not even, no sour cream, nothing at all. Just two tortillas that he paid over three dollars for. <laughs> um, so, so there were variations. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, one of them asked the waiter or waitress, challenged them. Hey, could I challenge you to a staring contest? <laughs> and whoever blinks first loses. And so the two, you know, their, their friend is at the table just filming it. And the two of them are just staring at each other in the middle of this crowded, busy restaurant. So uh, <laughs> they did all kinds of things. One guy asked, uh, went up to, it was in the library at the university and saw, uh, saw somebody who had on a nice pair of sneakers and went up to the guy. This was two, two male students and said, he's like, hey, man, I really like your sneakers. Those are cool. And the other student says, hey, thanks. Yeah, I like them, too. Uh, your, your shoes are nice, too. You know, we tend to do that. If someone pays us a compliment, we often will pay it back. So once the guy paid it back, my student said, hey, uh, what size do you wear? Oh, I wear that size too. Can we switch shoes? <laughs> and to my astonishment, I had this on video or I wouldn't believe that it happened. The guy, uh, my, my student started taking off his shoes. So the other guy just followed suit and began taking off his shoes and they switched. And then my student said, these are nice. Great. Enjoy those. And walked away in the other man's <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Another guy went to the mall with an untied tie around his neck and um, went up to to random other males, you know, went up to other men and said, hey, could you tie my tie for me? So they did all kind of things. One of my um, uh, one of my favorite ones uh, was uh, she uh, she went to a random neighborhood. She had a big pot of mum flowers, you know, chrysanthemums in her in her hand, like she got from the garden center. And she rang the doorbell and she asked, "Hey, I was wondering, could I plant these flowers in your backyard as a gift to you?" Oh, <laughs> I love that. And 
a man answered the door and he was a little, um, you know, he was a little stunned and I thought he was going to, you know, s sort of say no and shut the door. But this particular student, she's a foreign exchange student. So she has, she's cute with this cute little accent. And I think that kind of, uh, softened it for him. So then he's like, well, I guess that'd be okay. But, um, that's really more my wife's department. Let me go get my wife. And he closes the door on her and he's gone for a while. But then he and the wife come back and the wife, you know, meets meets her and she says again, hi, I have these flowers. I, uh, they're very pretty and, and they would brighten up your yard. Can I plant them in your backyard? And she's like, um, why don't you just plant them out front over there in the corner by the street? <laughs> So, uh, like, it's kind of like, uh, put, put them far away. But um, so she did. She pulled, she had a shovel in her hand. She had the flowers. She dug them up and she planted them. Um, and then she left. And I love that one because those people are going to drive past those flowers every day, you know, for the next several months and always think about, hey, remember that time we had that girl show up at our door and ask to plant flowers in our yard? Yeah. So tell me what... Uh, let, let me remind me again. This was all about risking rejection, correct? Yes. Okay. So yes. that was the thing. Okay. So tell me. I mean, I'm dying to know how do you how do you grade that and and what did they learn? Um, this is graded on. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. The goal was not to succeed. Uh, the goal was to put yourself out there. Um, so honestly, some of them took much what I would consider lesser risks. In other words, um, some of them. One of their ten things was, you know, ask a stranger if we can take a selfie together. Um, in their culture, you know, asking someone to take a sel selfie is not such a huge deal. Not nearly as much as ringing the doorbell of a middle-aged man and asking if you can plant flowers in this backyard, you know? So, so it was sort of graded on the effort that they put forward and how much risk they were um, willing to take and how creative they got with what they were going to do. Like you were saying, that can I mail this potato home to my dad was um, pretty... <laughs> pretty creative. Uh, so that's how it was graded. Um, and and um, what they learned was the surprising thing to all of us, uh, myself included, but to all of us, was how often they succeeded. Um, now, no one mm. was given $100, but... Really, truly, more than half the time, they succeeded. They might not get an instant yes, um, but they would, if they engaged in conversation, if they didn't just like literally run away, okay, no, bye, <laughs> run away, you know, but if they at all engaged, usually the person was curious, you know, why, why do you, what do you need money for? Or um, a burger refill? I've not, you know, we don't do that here. Is there some restaurant that does that? You know, like just if they get into a conversation, um, oftentimes that would lead to a yes. So that they learned, um, first of all, that it's not as, uh, it's never as bad as you think. Many of my students said they spent like 30, 40 minutes psyching themselves up to ring that doorbell or to call that waitress over. Um, so they spent, a, you know, that all the anxiety that they experienced trying to face this was way higher <laughs> than anything that happened in the moment. Does that make sense? Absolutely. The worry that, that comes from uh, anticipating all the possible outcomes 
can really not only stress you to the max, but stop you. It takes years and sometimes never do we learn that lesson in life because we never step out there and take the risk. We play it safe when we always have a tendency to go, "Mm, it feels pretty comfortable right here in my safety zone. So I don't think I'm going to even try that. Now I can come up with great ideas, but really going through with it, mm, I think not. And I think we do that in everyday life, don't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, and I thought about this in terms of um, how many times have I thought about maybe um, offering to pray with someone or, you know, to share my faith with someone or, you know, to, or, I, or I'm, I'm in some public place, you know, the uh, department store or something, and I see someone hang up the phone and they have tears in their eyes and their hand is trembling. And I think to myself, they've just gotten terrible news. You know, go over there, ask them if they're okay, ask if you can help, ask if you'd like, you know, they'd like you to pray. And then I go, oh, no, that'd be weird. (laughs) And so I just move on to the next rack of clothes, you know? You know, that is... That is a great example because I can't tell you how anxious I was the very first time I did that. And I felt those feelings of just do it, just do it. And I I was talking myself out of it. Oh, they're going to think I'm weird. But here's what happened, Rachel. Much like your students, I ended up going there praying with someone. This was actually when I was working in a bridal salon and the gal was just real snippy and hateful and and I, uh, she was tearing the little girls up that worked there and they didn't want to wait on her and I thought, there has to be more to this. There has to be more behind that anger and that snippiness. So I went in and, and walked over to her and said, I'm sorry, honey, I... I obviously you're having a bad day is there anything I can do and that's when the tears came and she said I'm in this stupid wedding and my mom was in a head-on collision and she's fighting for her life in the hospital and I have to be here to get measured for this stupid dress for this stupid wedding Mm. and I embraced her and just said can I pray with you and all of a sudden just all the walls came down. But here's what it did to me. I realized that just like your students, more often than not, if we go ahead and take the risk and step out there, yep, she could have bitten my head off. But instead, it was exactly what God was calling me to do at that moment because she needed it. And now you know, you know me. If I see anybody that seems distressed and I know God is uh, tapping on my heart to do it, I pray and I offer to pray with them because once you get the yes and once you get the positive affirmation, then it's like, as our friend Carol would say, saying sick him to a yard dog. It's like, I want more of that risk. I want more of that, that knowing that I'm right in the middle of God's will. 
Well, you know, for for many people, it's that, you know, is, is learning that. So you've now done that enough times that you know, while it's still a little scary each time, you know that more often than not, it's worked out well. And the people have been grateful that you asked or that you prayed. Um, and that's kind of what the 10 days of trying was about, is trying to get them to have enough of those experiences in a concentrated period of time that the lesson might sink in. That you, um, that that this mm-hmm. idea of being rejection, you know, where that comes from, Lou, the our fear of rejection, it comes from the back of our brain, the base of our brain, in a little area called the amygdala, and the amygdala is sort of been in charge of keeping us alive through the, you know, the the thousands of years that we've been uh, here on the planet. Um, And so it's what, um, you know, if you encounter a, uh, a grizzly bear while you're out camping, you don't have to think very hard about how you should handle this or what you should do. You know, your body kicks into gear and you run or you hide, you know, or you scream. Um, but right. So that's that part of the brain that it's just it goes on autopilot and its job is simply to keep us alive. So it's going to cause us to avoid things that um, are, are scary or dangerous. Uh, it also imagines that being separated from the group, separated from the tribe, is scary or dangerous to us. Because if you imagine us, you know, not in modern times, but but way back, we did sort of need to clump together to survive. Um, and if you wandered off and got lost in the wilderness, there's no roads, there's no cell phone, there's no maps, there's no GPS, there's no Uber. You know, if you're lost out there by yourself, you mm-hmm. probably are not going to make it. We see uh, rejection from the group as scary and as dangerous as a saber-toothed lion or tiger or bear or whatever. So um, that's why that's what we're fighting. Mm-hmm. So it seems like what's the big deal to ask a waitress if you can have her burger refill? She might think you're a little weird. She's going to tell you no. She's going to go back and tell the other wait staff this crazy request that she just got. But then your life will go on and you'll probably never see the waitress again and all will be fine. Logically, that's the reality of it. But in the moment, the amygdala is screaming don't ask for the burger refill she'll kill you you'll die <laughs> you know no no this is certain death of right, embarrassment this is certain death. do not ask this <laughs> so that's what we're fighting against is that part you know it's a very it's legit that we feel this fear um but uh we can sort of desensitize ourselves to it and remind that little part of our brain that asking for a burger refill is not certain death um, asking someone if you can pray for them is not certain death. Um, asking your neighbor if they would like to, you know, come to church with you sometime is not certain death. It just feels like it is. I, I love that whole imagery because I think that would be a good test for anyone that's sitting around the table with us today to, to just go after those 10 things, make a list of those 10 scary things that maybe you have not been gutsy enough to take the risk to do and now maybe this will spur you on i remember last year our church does this thing called leaving a legacy uh and and we do things around the community leave it better is the 
is the theme. And we want to just do mm-hmm. random things. And so I went to the hospital that my husband had been in. And I went to every waiting room that he had been in in his 30 days. I mean, the, the waiting rooms that I had had family and friends in during his 30-day stay. And I thought, I know how it feels to be in their shoes. So I'm going to go and I'm just going to sit there until somebody comes in and I'm going to offer to pray with them. Now, Rachel, as many times as I've done this randomly, there was still that little bit of angst, you know, like they're they're going to think I'm nuts. And like I thought some people would say, get away from me with your Jesus stuff because you don't know what just happened. You know, my my husband's fighting for his life or my child just got in a wreck. I didn't know what I was going to find. But, you know, 100% of the people thanked me and cried and laid their head on my shoulder and said, yes, please, please pray. And so when you get that kind of reaction, it does kind of desensitize that that fear factor that keeps us from taking the risk. Yeah, you know, the fear is never going to entirely go away. Um, I mean, unless we removed your amygdala, (laughs) that fear is (laughs) not going to go away. It's a natural, innate reaction in our brain. But we can um, override it. We can you know, experience it and then choose to essentially ignore it and and do it anyway. So most of the things that I do that are risks um, or or feel like risks or other people think are are risks, it's not that I don't feel any fear, you know, whether that's public speaking or, or whatever it might be. It's not that I don't feel any fear doing that. It's that I do it anyway. I feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So as as we wrap up this time around the table together. I want you to grab a hold of what Rachel just said. We all fear things. Do it anyway. Take the risk because the risk of rejection will keep us from finding out how much we can do if we just try. So I would encourage you to make the list that Rachel just gave her students. Come up with 10 things this week that you've thought about, but you haven't put into practice. Maybe it's inviting someone for dinner. Maybe it's telling someone the good news of the gospel. Or maybe it's finally going after that dream that you've put on the back burner. Whatever it is in your life this week, Rachel, I think we could pray for our gals that are here with us that they would not fear the rejection but walk right into it because god is with you wherever you go um there is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus nothing can shake you out of god's uh, right hand and the worst that you can be told is no well i love this whole week and this topic and i pray that you will take it and run with it and may the god of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com.
Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time. Luann, I'm so excited about the new Encouragement Cafe website. We've got devotions on there. We've got past radio shows on there you can listen to. We have Bible studies taking place on there. There's so many ways to get a dose of encouragement from the website. So I'm excited to send people to check it out. I am too. And you know, you can always see where we're going to be next. We have events happening all over the country. Check it out. EncouragementCafe.com.